Allow me to introduce myself. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Well, y'all came a long way. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. This platform, the reach y'all have that you've earned, makes space for somebody like me. You guys have a direct line to the culture. Oh, my God. read about the breakfast club really? every morning That's good you guys are trending every uh, you know i drag my ass out of bed i'm like uh what happened on the breakfast club today get, get your ass up good morning usa Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Good morning, Toronto. You don't say that with no conviction, man. Yes, I do. I say good morning, Toronto. You give the USA a lot more love. Hit the six one more time, man. Make six, strong feel appreciated, goddammit. Shout out to the six. Shout out to everybody in the six, 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 six. Morning, guys. How y'all feeling? Six, 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 hey, six, I'm six, good. Six. Yeah, just making sure you just didn't do three. Jesus. Yo, what's wrong with you this morning? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I woke up in a little drag, you know, somewhere between O and K. I'll be okay. fine, though. We'll make it. All right. We shall make it. Yes, we shall. What y'all do? Anything interesting yesterday, guys? Anything at all? Um, like yesterday, so well, I actually know. went. I actually went. Uh, my friend, she's a black woman, Dahlia. She owns a business called Tilly's in Brooklyn. So I went over there again yesterday, and I sat outside and ate my little takeout food. Okay. It was. It felt was different. Like, like I, I haven't done that in so long. I stayed outside for like three hours, wow. and then we were interrupted by somebody who wanted me to give a message to all the listeners as he was walking by about the 5G towers oh, God. and how it's affecting all of us mm. and we need to pay to, attention. And he also said when we had Dr. Fucci, he called him, Dr. Fucci on, we shouldn't have let him get away with saying what he said. Mm. Oh, how did you respond? I was just trying to eat my food. So I was like, all right, well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I forgot the 5G Negro still existed. I forgot the 5G crowd was still out there amongst us. Then the other <laughs> thing that happened was uh, while we were sitting there across the street, there was a woman in the window, butt naked, taking pictures with no blinds up. And in yeah, her own house? In her own house, taking pictures naked in the window for everybody on the street to see. She did not care. And taking she pictures was of who? Naked herself? Herself, yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody she had got like a camera set up. <laughs> Somebody got blessed with some news yesterday. Somebody's mm-hmm. got a little long-distance relationship going on. They tired of quarantining. They've been away. Trying to Could keep be spice in their page. life. Could be an OnlyFans page, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Never know. People got to right, do what well, they got to do, man. Well, on today's show, Cario Horn will be joining us this morning. Mm-hmm. She's a former inspiring thing I've heard all week. Yeah, she's a former uh, Buffalo police officer. Uh, she was yes. fired. Uh, For doing the I, right thing. Yes. Uh, allegedly, there was another officer choking uh, somebody that they were arresting. So she pushed the officer off of him, and That's she right. was fired to let go. But we're going to let her tell her story 
in a little bit. It's, it's an am- it's an amazing story. It's one of the greatest uh, acts of kindness you will hear all week. I don't even know if you can call it an act of kindness because based off the fact she's a police officer, she was actually just doing her job. And that's what police officers are supposed to do, protecting to serve. That's correct. But being that she uh, was protecting a civilian from one of her own, she ends up getting fired one year away from her pension, didn't get her pension, and... It's been a rough, 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 rough time for her. I think that happened in 2006. So it's been, what, 16 years? 15? I can't. I didn't graduate college. It was 2020. So it's 14 years. No, 14 years, see? 14 years. There you go. 14 years. Yes. My goodness. A great story. And I can't wait for her her to be here to tell her story today. Miss Carrie L. Horn. That's right. We'll kick it with her next hour. But we got front page news next year. What are we talking about? Well, we are going to talk about the now-fired Atlanta police officer Garrett Wolf is facing felony murder charges for fatally shooting Rayshard Brooks, and we'll give you those details. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Got the mojo deals. We've been trapping like the 80s. She said that so got the cash out. Told on white, but no. Say slash slash. I won't never sell my soul. And I can back that. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's not forget about coronavirus because cases are spiking across the country. And they're saying that Florida has the makings of the next epicenter. So 10 states saw a record number of new coronavirus cases this week. And Florida, they said, has all the makings of the next large epicenter. Other states that saw record cases are Alabama, Arizona, California, Nevada, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, and Texas. Records high seven-day averages. So most of the states that opened up. Um, Well, 21 states are seeing upward trends Mm -hmm. from one week to the next, just so you know. Yeah, I hate to be, I hate to Mike Pence, Donald Trump this situation, but is it because there are, there is more testing going on? Like, I'm wondering if that's the reason. Is that the reason we're seeing more cases? I was, I was, when I was sense, watching right? the news, they said that people need to stop saying that, and that's just not true. The truth is that there's more people going out and not social distancing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't either. tell you. I know I got a, I got a testing site this weekend in Columbia, South Carolina, Friday and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Benedict College. So pull up. Come get tested. Yeah, so, make the cases rise more in South Carolina. Okay. According to Dr. Emanuel, who is the chair of the Department of Medical Ethics and Health Policy, he said when you see 50% or 150% increase in the number of cases you are seeing, which is what we are seeing across the South, that's not testing. That's new cases. That's community spread. Mm. All right. Now let's talk about Rayshard Brooks. The ex-Atlanta police officer who killed Rayshard Brooks has been charged with felony murder. So that is Garrett Rolfe. There are 11 charges against him. Five days ago, he fired three shots at Brooks. Two of them hit him in the back and another that hit a car with three people inside. So he's facing felony murder, five counts of aggravated assault, four counts of violation of oath of office, and one count of criminal damage to property. So what they are saying is after Rolfe... Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. After Rolf wow. shot Brooks, he said, I got him, then kicked him as he struggled for his life. Really? He did not give him timely first aid. Yes. So uh, attorneys for Rolf are saying that their client immediately called for, emer- for emergency medical services and began rendering aid, but simply not true. I don't, I don't, now, I don't see you, the problem here. Now, Donald Trump was on 
Sean Hannity, and he was talking about the Rayshard Brooks shooting, and here's what he said. The event that took place yesterday was, I thought it was a terrible situation, but you can't resist a police officer. And, you know, if you have a disagreement, you have to take it up after the fact. It was a very sad, very, very sad thing. And look, uh, you really, you take a look, it was out of control. The whole situation was out of control. What, what did he Listen, say? Resisting a, resisting a police officer should not lead to you being murdered. F not at all. Donald, and, anybody, and anybody who thinks that. Resisting arrest does not equate to a death sentence. Stop it. Yeah, you have to put responsibility on the police officers as well for what they're supposed to be doing to uphold their end of the bargain. (laughs) Which is if you're not in danger, don't shoot someone in the back. It's deadly force. Only if your life is threatened, that's when you're supposed to be able to shoot. Deadly force. When your life is threatened. You lost the shot in the back. Yeah, get your 40-yard dash on. Don't try to, you, you, you're going to lose a foot race. Don't shoot somebody in the back and kill them because they resisted arrest. We shot at him three times, and then when he falls, you kick him? Nah. Nah, B. Nope. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm calling. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? Oh, we've been waiting for you. What up, Trav? <laughs> uh, what's going on, ye? Trav, we need to talk to you. Uh, hey, listen, I need a Charlemagne. Peace, sis. Look, the other day you said you had a dream about somebody, right? And it was me. I did. You can just tell everybody it was me. (laughs) It definitely wasn't you. It was somebody who uh, who drove. Looks like you. It was somebody who. It was somebody who told me they was gonna give me a ride, and then uh, drove by me, drove right by me, like they didn't see me. I'm sure Trav would have gave you a ride, bro. It wasn't you. I I, I definitely would give Charlamagne a ride anytime that you need one, Charlamagne. You just let me know. Woo! I'm um, Sean Stone I'm was upset yesterday about you, Trav. I was, I was, I was talking about a car ride, but yes, I was calling to tell two. It's two people that need to shut that ass up this morning. One is um, Chance the Rapper for talking about J Cole and not knowing what he's talking about. First of all, drop a drop one of Clues bombs for J Cole. The LeBron James. Why? Rap. No, we not dropping. No, 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 no. We not dropping a bomb yeah, for somebody who doesn't read. We're not dropping a bomb for somebody who doesn't read. Okay, that, that, that's stop. Not, that's, that's not what he said, Solomon. No off. That that's not, exactly what he said. That is not what I got he the said, tweet right. Oh, I, I, I got the tweet right here. He said that's she not, has done and is doing the reading and the listening and the learning on the path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people. Meanwhile, an N-word like me just be rapping. I haven't done a lot of reading, and I don't feel well-equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking, and I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs, and I feel that in these times, that's important. Come on. Come on, Trav. Yo, Let's go. Yo. So, see, so when he said that he doesn't do a lot of reading... Ah, he's stuttering. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Can I, on a subject that a lot of the subjects that she be talking about, he's not well-informed on. So what he's saying is that a lot of these woke people that you be telling, that you be saying all the time, Charlemagne, is so woke, they need to be asleep. A lot of these people have a superior complex that they do talk down on people as far as, like, trying to give out information and stuff. Now, now he never said no name. It's like she never said his name, even though she was talking about him. So, But a hit dog will holler. 
A hit dog yeah. will holler. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no problem with um uh J Cole's song. I have no problem with what no name said either. I think that sometimes we create these narratives of people in our head that don't exist, and that's not who they really are. So that's not on J Cole. That's on you, Trav. So I'm guys like you. What? Rise for your guy. Rise for your guy. Let them know. John Stone can shut the hell up too. Sean Stone, shut your <laughs> hating ass up. Say something again. I might. You gonna let me eat for you again, Sean Stone? Shut your ass Ooh. up. Uh oh. No, Trav. Right, That's a threat. Right. Tell, tell him. No, Trav. Tell him if you don't shut his ass up, you are gonna put something in it. Shut up, oh, God. I'm good. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Fafa. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. Okay, so... I'm originally from Florida, and I've just heard you guys talking about, like, the coronavirus spread and stuff like that. And honestly, I feel like the numbers are being manipulated because we're all down here in Florida, and nobody knows anybody with corona. Like, everybody that goes to the hospital, y'all saying that you have corona, but don't say, oh, boy, don't do that. Let me me get it off my chest. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, these hospitals get paid a lot of money for people that have corona, like, that virus. So... I think they need to look deeper into the hospitals and stuff and see what's really going on because I would be saying everybody had coronavirus too if I was getting like fifty, seven thousand dollars per um oh, patient offer. So that's all I want is to say. It, it, She's like, I'm out here. I'm I mean, out here. She's out. Listen, here. As long as. As long as the hospitals the hospitals don't get overwhelmed, we're going to be fine. We'll be okay. As long as the hospitals don't get overwhelmed. It's when the hospitals get overwhelmed that it's a goddamn cluster F in America. As long yeah, as the hospitals what, don't get I, overwhelmed. But you know what? Okay. Even if the hospitals don't get overwhelmed, a lot of people are dying regardless just because they have underlying conditions or their body can't handle it. It has nothing to do with the hospital sometimes. Just their body can't oh, handle it. People are dying. It, it, it has everything to do with the hospital because it's not just the coronavirus. It's the people who got to go there for other treatments. The hospitals get jammed up. If the hospital's at 75 80%, 90% capacity, what about the person who got to get uh, kidney stones removed? Uh, he got to get sur- surgery for his cancer or something. Who knows? Like, when the hospitals get overwhelmed, that's when it's a problem. No, it's a problem if people are getting the coronavirus. Whether the hospitals, if, if the cases keep going up, that's a problem. Nah. I mean, it is, but it's really not. It's like the flu. Oh, here you go. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's Trent. How y'all doing, man? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What up, Trent? Yeah, look, so I'm calling up. I've been following y'all for a while now, a few years. I'm a big fan. I've been listening to y'all every morning talking about the movement and stuff. Um, I'm just calling to spread this little message. We we need leaders, man. Um, it was something I was taught when I was young, and I know it's a huge part of the problem today in society is that everybody's following the next man in front of them. Um, I, I fully support the protests and the riots and everything that's going on. Uh, but to keep it, keep it a buck, to keep it a hundred, these white people don't care about nothing that we're saying to them if we do not bring them solutions. So um, I think all the people that that's, that's starting the protest, that's organizing everything, I think some of y'all need to come together and come up with some plans. We need need documentation. We need direction to go to. Um, there's a lot of why do you, young African Americans that's hurt. Why do y'all think that's hurt? We why do y'all think this isn't happening? Following the next man. Why do y'all I mean, think that's I not think, happening I, though? I think that I think there's a lot of people 
um, a lot of young African-American men who are out here trying to do the right thing, but I think a lot of us are losing focus. Um, and I think when you're out there rioting and protesting, you get co so caught up in the moment that you're just following the next man in front of you. Um, I think the, the people that are organizing the protest, the leaders, we, we need to look to them and we need to sit down and come up with, with some type of files, documentation. We need to come up with a solution. There is. While we're out there doing I think, that as I well, th you know what I'm saying? Because there is, my brother. I think that y'all are always looking for something to uh, be right in your face. But just like there's people out there protesting, there's people out there pushing mm -hmm. for different types of legislation every day. Every day, like there, mm -hmm. both things are happening. Trust me, there, there's yeah. black agendas yeah, there's on the table. There's, there, there's police, yeah. re, there's police reforms and criminal justice reforms on the table. Like it's happening mm -hmm. every day, brother. Trust me. Yep, yep. And I know, I know that, but I think, I think a lot of the young kids who, a lot of the young kids who are out here rioting and stuff. I, I witnessed a few of them out here. I talked to them. A lot of them, I'm asking them questions and what they stand for and what they believe, how we should move forward. They have no idea. They haven't sat down and thought about that. They're not. They're not going to speak with some of these leaders. They're just out there rioting because the next man is for them. They got friends that's out there doing it and stuff like that. So I fully support it. I just think that before we go, everybody's going out there and following the next man. Make sure you're really doing this because it's something that you feel for or you believe in is right. All right, bro. Thank you for calling. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, ye. Yes, and we are going to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, first we heard this person got two people fired from the series. Now we're hearing this person has been fired themselves. We'll tell you who it is. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, this was from B. Scott, and according to B. Scott, Nene Leakes was fired from Real Housewives of Atlanta. According to her report, pickup letters went out last Friday via emails to each of the ladies' representatives. Nene did not get one. We already told you that Eva said she's not coming back. They said during the season, she went off on a producer, walked off set while filming in Greece, also did not appear in other episodes, and walked off set multiple times during the season 12 virtual reunion, and also because she's been threatening to sue the network. So for all of those reasons, according to Love B. Scott, uh, Nene Leakes is not coming back. Really? Is, is all of that, is that true? Is that factual? I just told you this is according to uh, B. Scott. Now, I did look, of course, to go see what Nene had to say on her Instagram page. And all she said so far is a, she posted a picture of herself laughing and put, I can't, child. That's it. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That that rumor will pick up steam, and then next thing you know, Nene will be back with She'll a piece be on. Hey, y'all know y'all can't get rid of me. Mm -hmm. I am the show. You know, they do this all the time, so who knows? Yep. All right. Now, Saweetie has put out a new single, Tap In, and people were disappointed with the fact that she's using a sample because obviously with my type, she's using Petey Pablo's Freak-A-Leak and then Icy Girl, she used My Neck, My Back. So now she's using Two Shorts, Blow the Whistle. Listen to this. Low waist, fat, fat, baby, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Diamonds dancing on your neck, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Getting money, get rich, baby, tap in. I'm not going to lie, I'd be mad confused when I hear those kind of arguments. Like I heard our producer Dan say Saweetie is put, putting her career in the hands of old hits. Like Diddy was the king of that at Yeah, one. Diddy did that. A lot of people did that. 
everybody does that. Like Meek Mill just did that. Meek Mill just sampled all Jay's old album. Meek Mill just put out an album. And he just sampled that old Jay stuff. Is it because the songs Sweetie samples are more from recent times? Is that the problem? I don't get what the problem is. I'm recent times. I really don't. My neck, my back, and freakily. Oh, not real. Okay, guys, don't make me feel that old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> recent <laughs> times. You know when my neck, my back came out? <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, okay, that's when I was outside. <laughs> all right, but but y'all might be too, y'all might be being a little too hard on Sweetie. Okay. Yeah, they are. God damn, like she can't they sample are. records. Yeah, they are. I did wake up. I was like, why is Sweetie trending? I had to go look and see why, and that's the reason why. So, But Tap In is the name of her new song. Okay. All right. The CEO mm. of Netflix, Reed Hastings, and his wife have donated $120 million to invest in the education of black youth. So they're going to donate that money to support student scholarships. It'll be divided across three organizations. The United Negro College Fund, which is getting $40 million. The uh, uh, Spelman and Morehouse Colleges receiving $40 million each as well. Okay. I'm with all of that. That still doesn't uh, atone for the sins of your ancestors when it comes to slavery, but uh, it is a start. That's just something that I feel like those rich, white, billionaire type have to do on the regular. Can't be a one-time payment. (laughs) All right. Well, they said HBCUs have a tremendous record, yet are disadvantaged when it comes to giving. Generally, white capital flows to predominantly white institutions, perpetuating capital isolation. Mm -hmm. We hope this additional $120 million donation will help more black students follow their dreams and also encourage more people to support these institutions, helping to reverse generations of inequity in our country. It definitely will. You know, I have a scholarship uh, set up in my, 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 my mother's name at South Carolina State University, and that money absolutely helps those HBCUs. So I do salute him on his good deed. All right. And Queen Latifah thinks that Gone with the Wind should not return to HBO. As you know, they just recently took Gone with the Wind off of HBO Max streaming service. Mm-hmm. And Queen Latifah, she actually had to, uh, you know, that series Hollywood. I don't know if you guys have watched that yet. That reimagines no, what things mm-hmm. were like. I actually started watching that a couple of weeks ago. So she actually had to study the character of Hattie McDaniel for that series because Queen Latifah's in the series. And she was saying that while uh, Hattie McDaniels did actually win an Academy Award for Gone with the Wind, they didn't even let her in the theater until right before she got that award. Someone came outside, brought her into the auditorium. She wasn't even allowed to sit in there. And then she had to read a speech that was written by a studio. She said, you know, that's not what the hell she wanted to say. Then Then after that, all she could do was play the same kinds of roles and it's the same thing that happens to black actors today according to Queen Latifah so she said the opportunities at that time and the way that those in power in that business were relegating us and marginalizing us and not allowing us to grow and thrive after that was just terrible so just well, information I'm for t- y'all I, I, I just want you to know that it's a lot of uh, movies and stuff that they're putting on the chopping block because they don't fit the day standards I saw them trying to get Forrest Gump out of here on Variety yesterday. They said Far- Forrest Gump might be one of those movies that they remove. Forrest Gump? They said now, that it's con- yeah. Why? Because they say it's condescending to anybody with a disability, Vietnam, oh, down and people with AIDS. Yeah, and it says hostile to protesters, activists, and the counterculture. I'm wow. going to watch it again. AIDS? <laughs> what did Forrest <laughs> Gump even know. Talk? I can't even remember. You don't remember the end of the movie when she was, um, she she died from AIDS, right? I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. I got to see. It's been his, so long. His, his love in, not, you're right. His love interest. Hmm. Right. All right. And HBO Max hasn't announced when Gone with the Wind will return to their catalog, but they are going to put on an introduction that places the film in its multiple historical contexts. 
So I hope the win is trash, by the way. I never even watched it. I never seen it. <laughs> you know it's trash you never it. even watched it, man. Yeah, look, it looked trash by the trailers. I never Gone watched it. Gone with the wind looked trash. I never watched it either. Gone with the wind I remember it used trash. to come Gone on TV the... and it would be on for like all day with the commercials and everything on. And I just remember never there was a couple never. of scenes. Um you know, they, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It was something where he like broke up with her, and I don't know. I never felt intrigued to watch I never, it. Yeah, it I never remember. Trash. Never enticed. I was so me young when I saw it. Damn, gone with the wind. It really? was that that would be on, and the sound of music. Never seen sound of music either. That song has good. Anything uh, with too much white people songs. and too much soft. Anything with too much white people, too much hills. Too much hills and too much soft music. I never cared for. It. Yeah, I tell I tell everybody all the time. My parents, you know, my parents are black, blacker than black, black, but black, but black, black, black. They didn't watch none of that stuff. There was none of that they stuff on in that. the house. Mm-mm. There was no Friends. None of those white shows on Mm-mm. in my house. Mm-mm. We 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 nah. rarely listened to that type of music. Like it was all the Temptations, nope. Motown. Like there was no really like Madonna or nah. I didn't. Mm-mm. Nope. Yep. I was I grew up on Spike Lee, uh yep, Spike Lee. movie. Yep. Uh, I grew up on New Jack City. Okay. Yep. I grew up on um Cosby, Cosby Show, Show uh, Different World. Different World. We watch Family Matters, but all that other stuff. Sound of music. Nope. Nah. Mm-mm. Didn't even know it existed. I tell you, anything with white people and too much green hills and too much soft music, I don't watch it. Not intrigued. Well, we didn't I mean, have cable my whole time and growing up. I could only watch whatever was on the regular channels. And video music box we watched. Mm. That was it. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now, when we come back, front page news, what are we talking about? Yes, uh, there's different reports about what's going on in Atlanta. Some people are saying that the police office, police officers have walked off the job. I don't know what's going on, but we'll let Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms tell you more. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, ye? Well, let's uh, start with the now-fired Atlanta police officer, Garrett Rolfe. He has 11 charges against him, and that is for fatally shooting Rayshard Brooks last week. And the 11 charges are felony murder, five counts of aggravated assault, four counts of violation of oath of office, and one count of criminal damage to property. Also, the other officer, Brosnan, also faces two counts of violation of oath of office. After Rolf shot Brooks, he said, I got him and then kicked him as he struggled for his life and also did not give timely first aid. Now, a law firm representing Rolf said the opposite. He said he reacted after he thought he heard a gunshot and saw a flash in front of him, fearing for his safety and the safety of the civilians around him. Officer Rolf dropped his taser and fired his service weapon at the only portion of Mr. Brooks that presented to him, Mr. Brooks' back. So he said he did call immediately for emergency medical services and started rendering aid to Brooks. Now, uh, according to Officer Rolf's attorney, Lance LaRusso, he's saying that he never kicked Brooks, even though a conflicting report says that he did. Listen to this. My client never kicked Mr. Brooks. If there was a video of my client kicking Mr. Brooks, you would have seen it. He shows a still, and then one leg is planted and the other one's bent. He could be leaning down to try to give him first aid. It could have been when he was trying to evaluate whether he needed handcuffs. And this officer gave him CPR, monitored his pulse prior to that, talked to him to try to keep him breathing, and called for EMS and coordinated other efforts on the scene. Now, we watched a 30-minute video of them communicating with Rayshard before, you know, he took off running. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't they pat him down? So if they patted him down, they know he didn't have a gun. So how did he get a gun in the process of running away? So why would the officer ever think that Rayshard was firing a gun at him? 
Well, this is this is this is not going to be easy. To, like people think this is an open and closed case. This is going to be a very difficult case. And the reason I'm saying that is because this is when the the, the district attorney, the prosecuting attorney, is really going to have to have his stuff together. Because if there's one jury that has a family member that's in law enforcement and say, hey, when he turned to shoot, it could have shot me in my eyes and I was defending myself. Because this, this is not going to be easy. Is 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 one, two, three. It's, it's, it's going to be a know, difficult case. Uh, 11 mm-hmm. charges is hard to beat. You rarely see cops get charged with actual murder. Well, the Atlanta officers charged in Brooks' death have to surrender by 6 p.m. today. There's also a public viewing for Rayshard Brooks that will be at Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church, and that's going to be on Monday from 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Also, they're saying there's some reports that Atlanta police officers are walking off the job, mm-hmm. and they're saying that there's been calls that are being made and they're not responding to these calls. Well, here is what Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms has to say about that. We do have enough officers to cover us through the night, but it's it's just my hope, again, that our officers will remember the commitment that they made when, when they held up their hand and, and they were sworn in as police officers. The good thing is that we are not the only agency in Atlanta. We have other partners across the metropolitan area, including um, assistance from the state and from the county and from, from other jurisdictions. So we will be fine. The thing that I'm most concerned about is how we repair the morale in our police department. I respectfully disagree with you, Keisha. Uh, that should not be the only thing you're most concerned about, restoring the morale of the police department. Rashard Brooks is dead. Those two college mm-hmm. students got tased a few weeks ago in Atlanta. On top of that, look at the way cops are brutalizing and killing black people all across the country. We should be trying to restore civilians' faith in cops, not trying to restore the morale of the police department. Come on, man. Like, 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 let's look at who's being oppressed here and, and, and not the oppressor. Yeah, we have to rest up. Yeah, we have to restore the faith in being able to be not scared of police officers and and that police officers are there to to protect and serve. That's that's what we have to restore. Think think about that video where that little boy was in the driveway and he saw the cop coming down the road and he just went and hid behind a car just because I'm sure his anxiety kicked in and he was having a panic attack just because he saw a a police car. Restore the morale of the police department. Come on, Keisha. Mayor Bottoms, come on now. That's not, that's right, not well, that, that should be our primary concern here. Your front page news. All right. All right. Now, when we come back, 800-585-1051. Uh, Cario Horn will be joining us. Now, Cario Horn, now, she's a now. former Buffalo police uh, officer. She was uh, fired, allegedly, for... Talk uh, about there was, it. There was an officer that uh, I guess they went on a call. to. They, they were detaining uh, it was a, domestic uh, a suspect. domestic call. And mm-hmm. as they were detaining the suspect, he had his uh, allegedly had his arm wrapped around the suspect's neck. She pushed he off the-, the officer and said, you were wrong. And he punched her in the face, allegedly. That's right. And she was the fired. The suspect was saying, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. That's right. She lost her pension and more. Uh, they allegedly this been harassing her, harassing her family and all that. So when we come back, we're going to talk to her. And we're going to speak this with her. The cop who got fired story. for doing the right thing. The cop who got fired for doing the right thing. For protecting and actually serving, she got fired, and now she ain't getting her goddamn pension. What kind of world do we live in? Right, so we're going to talk to her when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have a special guest on the Zoom on the line this morning. A real life superhero. 
That's yes. right. Former Buffalo PD officer Carol Horn. Welcome. Carol. Carol. Thank you. Carol Horn. Give Carol Horn a round of applause for being a real life superhero, damn it. Okay. Absolutely. We Let celebrate me. you. The floor is yours to tell your story as to why we are celebrating you the way that we are this morning. That's right, yeah. Tell your story. In 2006, um, there was an officer in trouble call. Mm -hmm. And I um, responded to that call. And when I went into the house, Neil Mack was being, uh, he was handcuffed and he was being punched in the face by Gregory Kwiatkowski. Now, at this time, um, how long were you on the job at this time? Like about 18 years. 18. So you weren't a rookie. 18 years you were on the job. Right. Okay. So, you know, I didn't do anything as far as stopping the abuse. And once we, once he got outside, that is when he swung him around. And when I say he, I mean the police officer. He swung Neil Mack around, and Neil, and then he crouched down and choked him. Then after that, then, you know, I said, Greg, you're choking him. And he didn't stop choking him, so I grabbed his arm from around Neil Mack's neck. But when they told the story, they said that I jumped on his back. I pushed this other officer. Like, I was the one that came there and just was really aggressive and just basically beating up people and taking names. And that was not the case. Um, and I said, if anybody just would ask one question, which is why, why would I do that? So anyway, they had this um, kangaroo court and found me guilty of jumping on his back and or punching him in his face and or something else, um, which is crazy because you either did, they either know that you did something and charge you with it, um, but all the extra charges told you that was like the scenario of how many lies were told that they couldn't put it together themselves. So they charged me with all these different things. And then they put, you know, the, the story in the newspaper. And once they did that, then I went on a public access show to tell the truth. And when I did that, then they bought me up on three more charges mm. that they found me guilty of because they said, well, it's still under investigation and you're speaking on something that's under an investigation. And I said, well, how is it under investigation if I'm already bought up on charges? Right. But anyway, they kept reminding the hearing officer that they were paying him, that the city was paying him. Um, and he he made a, a finding. What he does is give a finding. And um, during the finding, then that's when he basically said, you know, that what I did was just so awful that even though I did not have one suspension out of all of those years, that I should be fired. So did you remove his arm or try to remove his arm? Because in the, in the report that I read, it said that he then punched you. He did. I did remove his arm. And then he was in a crouch position and he came up and punched me in the face. And I had to have my bridge replaced. And I still have migraines to this day. And wow. so two officers got between us and two officers pulled me back. And they, my um, rotator cuff got torn. So I still have problems to, from that to this day. Um, and how was the officer on the job? The officer that was choking the... He was on about 16 years. White cop? Was yeah. he a white cop? Yeah, he was a white cop. Was the guy he choking, was he black? He was black. And the, this um, officer, after they fired me, they, they promoted him. Mm. And he continued to beat on people. He choked the officer that was on duty that wanted to get out of his platoon. And he was um, charged federally... Um, because there was four boys that he and, and two other officers pulled over and abused. So he had federal civil rights charges, which he pled gu guilty to. 
and he went to jail. And each time something happened, I thought, well, now they see that I'm telling the truth. With the federal charges, he used unnecessary, unlawful, unnecessary force. Same thing I said, like, in 06. So had they had they listened and, like, um, not charged me, then maybe other officers would have stood up. Yeah, as a human being, you just saw something happening that wasn't right. But it feels like when you do step in, right, and go against your officers, then you do get ostracized because they did mm-hmm. fire you and you only had one year left before you would have gotten your pension. Is that correct? Yeah, but see, they fired me prior to that too, where I had to fight to get my job back because they locked up my 16-year-old son um, okay. on false charges. And so I filed a complaint against the officer who did that. And um, his charges were founded because they, they said, you know, he put stuff in his report that wasn't true. So when I went to file a complaint on her, Buffalo would not take the, the um, complaint. They were saying, well, you know that her friends are going to say she didn't do it. So basically it was a waste of time. But I was like, well, my son didn't do it and he shouldn't have gone to jail. So that was in 1999. And, and I had a, a bilateral hernia surgery from a injury from the job. So when they say 19 years from 19... Well, March 1st, 1988, which was actually February 29th because it was a, a leap year, to May 8th of 2008. That's 20 years and two months. Mm-hmm. But they don't tell you that. They keep saying 19 years because they never gave me my time back from the first time that they fired me. So right. now they fired me twice um, because I wouldn't keep my mouth shut about stuff that was wrong, and even for my own son. But I had never been brought up on charges. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. They did bring me up on charges, but they were unfounded. Um, but never had one suspension day. The first time they fired you, uh, they had to realize they were wrong because they gave you your job back. Is that correct? Right, exactly. But they never gave me my time back. That's why wow. they only count 19 years because they purposely were trying to not give me my pension. Because after I got back, they brought me up on charges again and recommended termination. And the hearing officer ruled in favor of me and said that they that I was receiving disparate treatment. So then after that didn't work, then here it is. He's choking someone, and they come after me. All because you were speaking up. Exactly. why officers are so scared to speak up, because they would have to deal with the situation that you would deal with, been on the job for 15 years, maybe lose their pension, maybe being demoted, maybe put into areas or places that they don't necessarily want to put. Like Exactly. Not, not having backup. You know, I've gone on, on calls with no backup. But I just handled it because if you treat people right, people are not out here to, to kill cops. You have a lot of good officers, but the few bad apples make us all look, make us, I'm not right. a cop no more, make <laughs> all of the cops look bad right. because they won't deal with that problem with the few. We saw what just happened in Buffalo where the, they pushed the 75-year-old protester to the ground. They, they tell you about that one because it was a white male. But there was Quentin Suttles, who happened a couple of weeks before that, that's on video where he's actually been, been um, abused, who had a broken eye socket, mm-hmm. arm, and shoulder. But they're not talking about that, and they're not doing anything to stop it. So then when I try to speak up, even now with me speaking up, they're like, well, you know, like the mayor is looking into giving you a pension, so, you know, you want to kind of keep it quiet. No, I don't. I do want my pension, but at the same time, I can't help anyone. I can't change anything. Oh, by the way, I came up with Cario's Law. Cario's Law will protect officers who do stand up so that they will not be in the same position that I am in. Um, 
you cannot stand by. And the Karyos Law, you wouldn't be able to stand by and just watch it. All right, we have more with Karyo Horn when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still speaking with Karyo Horn. She's a former uh, Buffalo police officer. She was fired allegedly for helping... Uh, somebody that was being arrested. Uh, allegedly, another officer was choking the man and she pushed him off. And because she pushed him off and helped that individual, she was fired. Charlemagne? You know, Carrie O'Horn, I, I want you to say the mayor's name and I, and I hope you have a, a number to the mayor's office because as people are listening to your interview, I want them to be proactive in raising hell at that mayor's office to make sure you get your pension. What's the, what's the mayor's name? Mayor Byron Brown. He's a black mayor. We have a black police commissioner. Wow. Um, and who should they be calling about your pension? Who should be getting harassed about this? The mayor. The mayor is saying that the AG can do it, but I think we've been down that route before. Do you have a number for Mayor Byron Brown? It's uh, 716-851-4841. Again, the number is 716-851-4841. have it. That's the number, right? You sure that's the number? How you you said it, Envy? That's the number. <laughs> I was telling them that that, they, that you have it because they were looking it up. You know, I looked it up. That's the number. I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, listen, Miss um, Horn. All cops aren't bad, but are good cops welcome in the system? What would be considered a good? Well, it depends on who you ask about what's a good cop and what's a bad cop. Ooh. Me, as far as the city, they would say that I was a bad cop because, you know, I wasn't giving out tickets and stuff um, that I saw other officers doing. I used to like the car chases until they stopped them. But then after that, it was, the job was like, just answer your calls and they want you to do like extra giving out tickets and making arrests because that creates a revolving door for the criminal justice system. And a lot of cops are not with the, the police brutality, but like a friend of, a journalist friend of mine, they broke it down. He said that 20% of cops are good, 20% are bad, 60 in between is the problem because they do and say nothing. So that makes 80% of the cops bad. Throughout the whole country, the problem is it starts from the top and it trickles down because you you have this get, go along to get along um, mentality or I do a favor and you do me a favor instead of just doing what's right. So, and that's not just in the police department, that's in politics and all this other stuff. And it just needs to stop. So now, you know, um, my son, he's 15 years old. I have five kids. So my youngest son is 15, and he was pulled over by the police a couple weeks ago, and they planted weed. While I'm on Facebook Live, they're planting weed in the car. Wow. Um, so that's when I just decide, you know what, the gloves are off. Like, And you think I am just because of you? I had nothing to do with your son. You think that they, they knew it was your son, and they, they were doing it to hurt you? Well, they were doing it to a, a lot of our kids. And it just so happened that, you know, I was already speaking up about it and putting the videos on my Facebook to show what they were doing. So now, you know, I'm trying to empower people so that they understand that we are the power. So as much as like the police budget is like over a hundred million dollars. And then you have the community budget, which is like about four million dollars, something like that. That doesn't even make sense. So you believe in defunding the police? Definitely defunding and dismantling and, and restarting it because it's it's crazy. What made you want to be a cop in the first place? Mm-hmm. I passed the test. I had two <laughs> young black boys that I had to take care of and I passed the test. There was nothing that I ever wanted to do. It, it's not like I wanted to help people. 
So I thought, okay, that's a way to help people. No, nope, no, it's not. I mean, it, it, it could be, but they don't let you. Would you rejoin the police force if you was given the opportunity? As police commissioner. As a commissioner. <laughs> you think you can make real change as a commissioner? I think I could. As a former police officer, when you seen the, what, what happened with, excuse me, George Floyd, can you break down what could happen to those police? Because, you know, like, for instance, the two other officers that were there, right? They were mm -hmm. on the job four days. Mm -hmm. And that was probably their training officer. So, you know, mm -hmm. can you explain what, what happens in that case and what should have happened and what possibly could happen to those officers? First of all, the first training that you get is home training. So anybody should say, this is wrong. That's right. But um, then when you get on the job, they, they basically um, try to get you to conform to what they want you to be. So here in Buffalo, you're on probation for 18 months. During that 18 months, you see stuff, but you know that you can get fired for anything. So you keep your mouth shut. So you see, see stuff that's wrong, but it's not like you have anybody to go to. People just want, they want to cover stuff up. Just like with me and this firing, mm -hmm. like um, the, the officer that was choking Neil Mack, he sued me for $65,000. And the, the lawyer that told me to basically go along to get along, she didn't tell me I had court. And so he got a default, $65,000 for um, defamation. Wow. And he got 20000 of that. So the point is, it's like now they're like, hush, because we're, we're trying to get you a settlement, so don't say anything that's going to rattle the cage. I'm like, this has been 14 years. Like, like I said, I have five children. We were homeless in September. So now you want me to be quiet? No. Well, what, what were some other uh, you know, negatives of you being fired? You said you was homeless, and what else? How else did it impact your life? I lost my houses. I lost couple cars, depression, I PTSD. I've been diagnosed with PTSD. When I saw George Floyd, I cried for two days. Wow. How much would your pension be worth today, Miss Ms. Horn? I would have to calculate it, but um, when I got fired, it was like it was already, everything was already messed up. So if I got all of that money back, that would be close to like 800000 Wow. Wow. And that is just the back. That's not like including everything. Do you have a GoFundMe or something right now? Because we, we're going to definitely fight to help you get your pension back. And I, I think that we can, we, can, we can push to do that. But I also believe in taking care of our own. So I would love if you had a GoFundMe or someplace I do. to make donations. What is the GoFundMe? What, yes. is, what is it? If you look under Carrie O'Horn GoFundMe, it's a GoFundMe that I set up. Okay. So I guess there was other ones that some some other people had set up that uh -oh. I did, that I did not. Um, you can go to karyoslaw.com. And this is and the one. It's uh, the goal is a hundred thousand dollars. That one. Yeah. Yep, that one. All right. I'm gonna definitely donate, and um, I'm gonna I appreciate it. We're gonna send that link out, and we want people to go to that GoFundMe. And you say you got a website too. Yeah, karyoslaw.com. Mm -hmm. So if you go to karyoslaw.com. Then the, um, there's a petition for people to sign. Um, the GoFundMe is on there, and we want people to join the movement. So let's do that. Let's just send everybody to CarrielsLaw.com. If y'all want to support Carriel Horn right now, she is a police officer who got fired for protecting and serving us, actually doing the right thing. Go right. to CarrielsLaw.com. That's C-A-R-I-O-L-S-Law.com. And sign the petition and donate to carry out. We got to protect our own. Now, what, what does what does true justice look like for you in this situation? Change. Change. Um, Carrie O's Law 
getting passed throughout the United States. If I can help another officer not go through what I've gone through, then that will be justice for me, along with my pension. All right, we got more with Carrie O'Horn. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still speaking with Carrie O'Horn. She's a former uh, Buffalo police officer. She was fired allegedly for helping uh, somebody that was being arrested. Uh, allegedly, another officer was choking the man, and she pushed him off. And because she pushed him off and helped that individual, she was fired. Charlemagne? Is there an unspoken rule between police officers to show loyalty by supporting each other's decisions when responding to calls? Oh, yeah. You know <clears throat> that protester that was pushed down? Uh-huh. Marty Gugino. So when he was pushed down, there were two officers that were suspended because of that. They had a bad cop rally. And I I um, had just came from, like, a radio interview And I was driving, and and someone called me and said, do you know that they're having a rally for those two officers who um, are being bought up on charges? I said, I'm going to go down there. So I drove down there, and I saw how big the crowd was. I was like, I have to Facebook Live this. So I started Facebook Living. They were saying, when I I was walking through, they were like, fire. They started a tent, like, together. Fire, fire, you're a traitor. And, um... Oh, no pension, no peace. No pension, no peace. Wow. wow. I don't know who I can forward the video to, but that, that y'all is disgusting, have that. please. Yes. That, that gives you an insight on the people that are patrolling our neighborhoods. So if they did that to me in broad daylight, just think what they're doing to our kids at nighttime. That you is know. disgusting. Who do I send that to? I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. Oh, will take care of it. Text it to me. I, don't, I don't know who texted me yesterday. Somebody texted me on your behalf yesterday. Somebody texted me. I always ask about officers in the community. You know, we were talking about this earlier on the radio and saying that we need office, more officers from the community. Do you believe in that? Do you think we need more officers from the community? Because, you know, like you look at a white officer, a white officer will both be able to come to our community and say, oh, that's, that's little James or that's Jason or that's Ray Ray, you know? Do you, do you, what do you think about that? Wow. Why do you think that there's like most most of the police brutality is white officers against black handcuffed or unarmed suspects? I mean, you have white female officers, you have black male, black female officers. Why is it that it's always a white male officer? Or not always, because we some of our own are, are messed up too. But I think that it has something to do with home training. Mm. I think that there needs to be psychological exams um, regularly. If you have to go to the shooting range every year, you need to get a psychological exam every year. Right. And you also need to get get it every time there's a major incident or complaints. Right. Because, you know, um, now with the 50A, which is the police records, we're being able to have those records open because I feel like if you are yes. a public servant, then your records should be public. And we should feel like as civilians, too, when we go to the Civilian Complaint Review Board and file a complaint, then what? I want that to be something that people, we can see how many complaints this person has, or else what's the point of even doing that, you know? Right, it's all common sense. Do those complaints matter? Like, you know, we we talk to officers, and you see they have 10 complaints or 15 complaints. Do those complaints even matter? Obviously not, like I said. Right. Um, some of them are not even recorded. Do you think stories like yours is what deters most officers from stepping up against other officers, though? It might be. That's why Cario's law is important. 
mm-hmm. because they couldn't just step away. You know, you can't stand there and watch another George Floyd or Eric Garner happen. You you want to be the person where you have a Neil Mack who still lives and who still breathes. That's what you want. So how can people so, help in getting Cariel's law passed? Like, what, what's, what's an actionable item? They can that, right now, you do the petition. Then we have to start giving it to um, people who pass law, who make law and pass law, and put it in their hands and let them pass it. Let's get the petition going so we know that we have the support. Right. And once we show that, then I can, like, go from city to city to say, look, this is how you change your police department. Absolutely. So you go to carryallslaw.com. Now, look, do you have a relationship with the man that you saved from the chokehold? Yeah, I talked to him. I talked to him a lot. And do you feel like the decision you made was worth everything you lost? It was worth him living. Right. I should, I should never have lost anything. Right. So all of that is material things. You would do it again if you had to. I definitely would because, I mean, it's not worth somebody dying for me to keep a roof over my head. Don't get me wrong. My kids should not have gone through at all. all the ups and downs that they went through. But now, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm talking to you. So I'm not dead. I, can, I still have a voice. And that's what I told myself years ago. They can take everything from me, but I, they can only take my voice if I allow them to. Well, let's make sure your sacrifices do not go in vain and we get Cario's Law on the books. Cario Horn, you are a superhero and we appreciate you because you did exactly what police officers should do, which is protect and serve. And and that that young man is alive today because of you. And so I'm going... He's an older man. (laughs) Older man, okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, he was like in his 50s then. Wow, they did that to a 50-something-year-old man? Over male that he didn't have. Wow. All of his charges were dropped. I am the only one that came out with charges. Wow. Wow. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ring the alarm. I'm gonna use all my resources. I'm gonna hit up Rock Nation. I'm gonna hit up Sean King. I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything in our power to make Sean uh, King did reach out, so I have did? to get back in contact. But right. I, I've been like uh over the place the last few days. So it's a nice yeah. big national story now. So mm-hmm. thank oh, you. I appreciate y'all. You're gonna keep that heat on Byron Brown. His number is 716-851-4841. He's the mayor of Buffalo. He should be ashamed of himself, and no good is gonna come to him until he does right by Carol Horn. She needs her goddamn pension, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much again. We thank y'all. And who said you look like me? Who who said that? I don't know. One of my kids told me. They said, <laughs> somebody said you look like Charlamagne. I was like, but y'all kind of fame a little bit. If Charlamagne was cute, you look like him. Well, I said, well, he can be my brother, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I take that as a compliment, that I look like a beautiful woman like you. you All okay. right. Well, thank you for joining us. Can we take a screen picture? Of course. Me and you got to smile. Big smile. Show teeth, Miss Holmes. Yeah, I, I can't show teeth because I need my grill fixed because he bust me in it, right? So this Oh, one, man. My grill. So my grill is a little... I got you. That's okay. That's okay. Y'all, y'all can get me a dentist. We're going to get, listen, we're going to get that GoFundMe popping. That's what we're going to do. Hey, okay. Everybody go to carolslaw.com and put some money in her GoFundMe. She need a teeth fix too now. We're going to get, you got to get, you got to get. <laughs> I'll be like Cardi B. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, it's the Breakfast Club. Thank you so much. Uh, Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk J. Cole. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club.
Club. So listen up. Now, yesterday I told you when I woke up, J. Cole was trending and I didn't know why. And he had put out a new song, Snow on the Bluff, and it caused all kinds of controversy. Now, let me play a little piece of it for you. Against me thinking I'm deep, intelligent, fooled by my college degree. My IQ is average, there's a young lady out there, she way smarter than me. I scroll through her timeline in these wild times and I started to read. She mad at these crackers, she mad at these capitalists, mad at these murder police. She mad at my again, she mad at her ignorance, she wear her heart on the sleeve. She mad at the celebrities, low key I be thinking she talking about me. Now I ain't no dummy to think I'm above criticism, so when I see something that's valid, I listen. But it's just something about the queen tone that's bothering me. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people are assuming that he's talking about no name who is also an artist, and she's an activist, and they didn't like that. They didn't like what he had to say. They didn't like the fact that he discussed her tone, and she actually tweeted out Queen Tone. So that's why people feel like she, and she clearly felt like it was about her as well. She deleted that, though. Now, what they're uh, tracing this back to is a Twitter post from May 29th, and she tweeted out, poor black folks all over the country are putting their bodies on the line in protest for our collective safety and your favorite top-selling rappers not even willing to put a tweet up. And we're told discographies be about black plight and they know where to be found. So when J. Cole said that she's low-key, he low-key thinks she's talking about him, that might be what that was. And then the next day, J. Cole was outside participating in a rally. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I was trying to figure out why people were so mad at Cole uh, because he sounded like he was dissing, dissing himself in that record. They made this sound like he made Ether uh, hit him up towards uh, No Name. All I heard was Cole bowing down to this young lady. Cole said she's smarter than me. She's really out here doing the work. And when Cole says her tone is bothering me, first of all, I don't know how you read tones through Twitter. But clearly, whatever she's saying on Twitter hit a nerve and a hit dog will holler. And the message that Young Queen No Name is putting out is resonating with folks, and it clearly hurt Cole's spirit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think No Name needs to watch her tone at all. Keep speaking. Cole can be hurt, and he has the right to express that, and No Name has the right to not care. Well, J. Cole responded on Twitter. He said, Morning, I stand behind every word of the song that dropped last night. Right or wrong, I can't say, but I can say it was honest. Some assume to know who the song is about. That's fine with me. It's not my job to tell anybody what to think or feel about the work. I accept all conversations and criticisms. But let me use this moment to say this. Follow at no name. I love and honor her as a leader in these times. She has done and is doing the reading and the listening and the learning on the path that she truly believes is the correct one for our people. Meanwhile, an N-word like me just be rapping. I haven't done a lot of reading and I don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking and I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs. And I feel that in these times, that's important. We may not agree with each other, but we got to be gentle with each other. Man, I, and see that right there, I think that people are more hurt that Cole told y'all he's just an N-word that be rapping, and he don't be reading like that. But you think right, they expect more out of him? You think they expect yes, more I out think of that, him? I think that hurt his fans to realize Cole isn't who y'all made him out to be. And that's not Cole's fault either. That's y'all's fault. Just because somebody is a leader in rap, even a thought leader in rap, doesn't mean that they're a leader in social justice. J. Cole is not Tamika Mallory. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just because you're one of the leaders of the new school when it comes to rap doesn't mean you're a leader when it comes to social justice. And that's fine. If I show up to a, a protest, that doesn't mean I'm an activist. That just means I'm there in support. It's a difference. So that's Plus, maybe he listens to audio books. And, um, now, Chance the Rapper responded. He said, they both my peoples, but only one of them put out a whole song talking about how the other needs to reconsider their tone and attitude in order to save the world. It's not constructive and undermines all the work No Name has done. It's not black women's job to spoon feed us. We groan. 
Chance, Chance has a point. He has a point. Like it's it's not it's not anybody's job to spool Fiji, you know. But like I said, uh, just because Cole is a leader of the new school when it comes to rap doesn't mean that he's a leader when it comes to social justice. And he might just be the guy that creates the soundtrack for the movement, and that, that don't mean he got to lead it. Right. So, well, that's the controversy. So, for everybody who was. Uh, trying to figure it out like I did at first. That's what it's all about. I still don't get it, but hey. Y'all, well, I think y'all going to learn about telling black women to watch their tone. I know that much. Well, no, I get it, I get it now, <laughs> no. but I'm saying when <laughs> no, it first was trending and I, I was like, let me listen to the song, and I was trying to catch it all. I didn't know that's all the behind-the-scenes things until everybody started tweeting and responding to each other, and I so think it's now I, I know. It, I think a healthy conversation is great, and he got what he said, what, she, what he wanted to feel, and, and she was said what she wanted to say, but you know, like I said, I hate the cancel culture. I hate when somebody says something that people don't like, we automatically say, cancel them, cancel them, cancel them. I love the open dialogue, but we need to have these conversations. When was the last time you told your wife to watch her tone, Envy? I would never. I would never tell any <laughs> woman to watch that tone. But you can tell your people exactly. tell their kids that, though. You can, that's how you I talk tell, to yeah, your I kids. Tell, yeah, that's I tell right. my kids That's right. That's that how tone. you talk to your children. I don't want to get no black tone. eye. I wish I crazy? would. I wish I would tell my wife watch her tone. I wish I would tell my, all my sister friends around me watch their tone. Watch my watch their tone. Okay. All right. Black eye immediately. <laughs> I might be missing the tooth. <laughs> Am I lying? I said no. No name don't have to tone her tone down at Not all. Not at all. Keep speaking. Not at all. And Cole has the right to be hurt, but Cole has the right to be hurt and express that. But, you know, you just got to take the, take, the, take the consequences that come with telling women to watch their goddamn tone. I try that today when I'm feeling. If I, if I feel down. Try what? I mean, I call me. Call me when you do it. I want, I want I to hear this one. I, I don't bungee jump. So, you know, I don't do stuff like that. So I need something to get a little thrill. <laughs> all right, there you go. Oh, that's going to be a thrill. I might tell him. I might tell Amanda Seals watch her tone today just because and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, and um, let's move on to Cardi B. She is denying that she's photoshopping her body. I guess people were saying that she photoshopped pictures. They posted some pictures of her in Target. Um, some fans posted pictures, and here's what she had to say about what her fans are saying. I'm seeing that y'all putting this edited Target picture of me looking like a mother. Where? So you know what I'm saying? I have to do this video because yesterday I posted a picture too spicy and the haters claimed that I was photoshopping it. So now I gotta show you this mother body. Now I know a bitch gained some weight, you know what I'm saying? Because I have to make the thighs match the mother ass. But I know, I know you bitches ain't talking when y'all shaped like seals. And I know you ain't talking when y'all got sisters with bison backs and y'all mothers is shaped like walruses. You know what I'm saying? I know y'all ain't body shaming me. Now I know I gained a little weight. It doesn't matter though. Right, so then she posted that in that video, she's wearing her Louis Vuitton bikini. She's outside, so y'all know that she actually she did gain some weight, but it don't look like how she was looking in Target. So yeah, mm. all right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right, thank you, Missy e. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Donkey, the day's hey. up next. Who you giving a donkey to? Man, we need this brother named Skeeter Mills to come to the front of the uh, congregation. We disgusting. like to have a word with him. And after we get him to the front of the congregation, we got to get him to uh, go turn himself to turn himself into local authorities. You can't run forever, Skeeter Mills. You got to deal with the consequences of your actions, sir. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You are a donkey. I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was gonna be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day for Thursday, June 18th goes to a young man who they say lives in Harlem by the name of Skeeter Mills. Uh, clearly, that's not his real name. 
unless his mom or dad was a huge fan of Nickelodeon's cousin Skeeter back in the day, which is highly possible. And he could be cousin Skeeter because I'm sure he's someone's cousin. And uh, if you are his cousin, I need you to get in touch with him this morning uh, because this guy is no friendly puppet. All right. He is a man who needs to turn himself into authorities and deal with the consequences of his actions. Okay. now it's been a video going around all week. I haven't watched it because I don't like putting these kinds of things in my spirit. I am not one of those. uh, I have to watch this for research purposes type of people. I have to protect my mind from trauma and stay mentally and emotionally healthy out here in these streets. And this video, based off what I've read, would have definitely disturbed all of that for me. Now, the reason I'm giving this young man donkey today is because he must be held accountable for his actions. According to social media, you can never really believe, by the way, uh, this young man, Skeeter, was rejected by the sister in this video. Now, I don't know if that's correct. I have absolutely no idea. But it doesn't matter the reason. Okay, why he did what he did. What happens next is not justifiable on any level. See, Skeeter decides, for whatever reason, to hit this woman in the face with his skateboard. Play the clip. Lord have mercy. The fragile male ego is so dangerous. Uh, the sense of entitlement that comes with the fragile male ego. The deep insecurities that exist, you know, uh, because in your mind, a woman can never be better than you. How dare a woman have her head, her head held higher than you, okay? To tell you that she got a boyfriend. When you when you threaten a fragile male ego, situations like ski to happen. In his heart, you can hear in his heart, you can hear in his voice, he feels righteously angry. You can hear it when he talks. He said, Don't ever disrespect me and tell me you got a boyfriend. So you upset because she told you the truth? (laughs) You want her to lie to you to make you feel better? Why? Because you're in front of your boys? Oh, you see a young lady, you you holler at her, and because she politely turns you down in front of your boys, you hit her in the face with a skateboard. Yeah, that's the response to that. Uh, My brothers, we have to do better. Okay, we all make mistakes in life, but I don't know if you all know, it's currently a war being waged on black people in this country. The last thing we need to be doing is infighting amongst each other. Okay, when you see black women getting treated any old way in this world, it's because of situations like this. If we don't respect our own, who will? I had a white ally of mine tell me once that black men treat their women the way white men treat black people. And that hurt me when he said it. And it should hurt you too. And even if you think that's not true, we should still fight like hell to change that perception if that is the perception that's out there. If that's the way some people think we treat our women, then you have to be the change you want to see in your community. Okay, I want the sisters around me to feel protected. If I'm not doing that, then I failed as a man. Okay, protect and provide with security and love. If we're not doing that, then we just in the way. Now, this young man, Skeeter Mills, is clearly dealing with a lot of hurt, a lot of trauma, a lot of emotional insecurities, and all that makes for a dangerous combination until he does the inner work on himself to fix that. Skeeter hitting that young lady with that skateboard, that shouldn't make him feel like a man. It should make him feel like a chump. And it shouldn't make anybody watching that video feel like a man. If you think that's cool, then you're a chump. 100% grade A sucker. Now, Skeeter Mills has deleted his Instagram, but Harlem or wherever he's from, y'all know who this young man is. Find him and encourage him to turn himself into local authorities. That young lady should press charges. And her boyfriend, our uncle, our brother, our dad needs to get her back. Okay, step in 
offer the protection she needs. Okay, if the police aren't looking for that young man, Skeeter Mills, then guess what? Y'all should be. The males in her tribe should be. Okay, Skeeter Mills needs discipline. Okay, a therapist and a Quran. All right? <laughs> if that is Harlem, the brothers at Muhammad Moss number seven need to go snatch him up and make him deal with the consequences of his actions, uh, pour into that young brother so we can put a solid foundation under that fragile ego. And sisters got to find that young lady and love on her. Let her know that she is valued and appreciated because if we don't, all we doing is keeping a cycle of trauma going. And it's the same cycle of trauma that has been impacting our community since the day we got here. Skeeter Mills is traumatized, so he traumatizes that young lady. And we just keep this generational trauma going and going and going. I don't know about y'all, but I'm trying to break generational curses, not continue them. Please let Remy Ma give Skeeter Mills the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. you dumb. I'm surprised you just gave it to him and not... Dudes taping it and laughing it. They yeah, so it that well. was disgusting. That's I mean, There's no way in hell I can see. Well, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have a friend like that, but me taping uh, somebody I know do that and laughing. That ain't funny. Like, there's nothing oh, like funny said, about that. Know, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm sitting there like this. Who... Could you imagine you have a daughter and somebody smack your daughter with a with an effing skateboard? Well, like I said, nah. if, you're, if you're a person who thinks that's cool, then, you know, you a chump too. But I, I totally agree with you. But, you know, I know that... Uh, I know if he's from Harlem or wherever he's from, people know who Skeeter Mills is. And Skeeter Mills needs to deal with the consequences of his actions in some way, shape, or form. And by the way, he will. You can't escape that. When you put that kind of karma out there, when you put that kind of energy out there, it comes back to you. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Hopefully he turns himself in. I just think that was cowardly. Mm -hmm. So cowardly. I mean, so cowardly. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't believe on, You know what? Let me stop. But he deserves... He deserves well, anyway... Mm -hmm. Discipline. Right, discipline is the word, Envy. Discipline. Remember when Mano was it out here administering discipline? For that. It, it needs people. beyond discipline for that. Do we like, know if the young lady's all right? I don't know. But the way that she was well, hit, I mean, I her jaw has to be broken. Some teeth have to be out. Like, mm -mm. That, oh, my gosh. I, like, could you imagine your daughter come home like that and, and you say, what happened? And then you see this video? That's why I said the no. brothers in her life need to get her, black, get her back. And, you know, the, the, the sisters in her life need to pour into her right now. Like, she, she needs to feel loved. She needs to feel valued. She needs to feel appreciated. Because all of that trauma that that dude Skeeter Mills had in him, he absolutely put into her. Because energy is never lost or destroyed. Just merely transferred from one party to the next. F all that trauma, man. It's what's right, man. It's, it's, human. it's what's right. You know, people, oh, I got trauma. No, F your trauma. F all that trauma. That's trauma. Man, listen. It's still it's trauma. Right. Trump, her people, I ain't giving no man people, no excuse. People. I that's, that's just, not an excuse. Cowardly, that's reality. Man. Listen, here's the thing. That's cowardly, reality. Hurt bro. people hurt people hurt people. And that man is full of insecurities. And guess what? Whatever mm. comes his way, he deserves. Whether it's, yes. whether it's the brothers in her life whipping his ass, whether it's him getting locked up. But at the end of the day, we still can help that brother change his ways. You're right. Easily. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. All right. All right. Well, and up next, ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Uh, what up, DJ NV? Uh, Charlamagne and Yee. I got 11 year old daughter. I've had her for 
for almost two years in November. I'm trying to learn how to be uh, be a little bit more sensitive because I'm, I don't know, I just, you know, grew up kind of rough. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm just trying so to you wanna make sure a little bit. You want to make sure, yes, because, you know, girls are different. And we do require, yeah. a, you know, and as son, listen, and you should treat your sons that way also because, you know, I think it is important to not think that young boys don't need for you to be emotionally available as well. Mm-hmm. I only have one daughter, and I have nephews and like stuff okay. like that. So, 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 so what's your question, brother? The main thing is just I'm just trying to learn how to be a little bit more emotionally available for her because you know I grew up like suck it up, you'll be all right, and you know that's kind of made me the person I am because I know how to mm-hmm. get through things no matter what comes to me. It's not about what happens; it's about moving. Like, what do we do from here? type of deal, you know, so. Okay, well, one thing I I will say that has always been helpful to me when I was growing up is to make sure that you let her know she can come to you about anything. And it's not just suck it up and move on. It is let's discuss. How are you feeling? Ask questions. Ask questions that she can't answer just yes or no. But, you know, so what happened today at school? You know, what's going on? Just be invested and interested in what she has going on in her life so that she feels like she can talk to you about anything. Nothing is unimportant. Right. No, that, that was the main thing. You know, I know you are usually give some good advice and, uh, you know, dealing with uh, women, uh that that's my main thing is you know I, I really i'm single so i don't really like to deal right. with the emotional aspect of women i love women but at the same time like having a girlfriend or like just really investing all it's like really hard for me because of mm-hmm. other stuff so it's just really about you know what I, I would suggest too if you need to find a place to start y'all should have like certain shows that you watch together or a movie night and you should pick things yeah. that will spark we discussions and then discuss sure. with her for sure yeah yeah we do that too i mean because she you know she's mixed her mom is white i'm black but she's uh she's just learning she's seeing a lot on tv you know she's hearing mm-hmm. uh you know all this stuff and stuff like that so i just try to let her know it was real because, you know, her mom is white, so I don't think she's going to have, like, she can't get away with a lot of stuff her mom has been, you know. That's a whole nother story, and that's why I have her now. Um, I think uh, be vulnerable, too. Don't don't try to be too macho, too this, too that. Under, let her know that you are emotional and, and have conversations. I have conversations with my daughter about life, about everything. And everything that she deals with, whether it's with school or stress or boys or whatever it, whatever it is, we have those conversations. Sometimes we just take a drive and we ride to like her favorite, you know, spot, whether it's a place that she likes to get ice cream or Dunkin' Donuts also, or the mall. You also been with your kids, you know, all of their lives. I've been right, this away is and uh, yeah, like this is like really hard for me because she's also been like coached, like. You know right, I mean? like, so you're trying mm-hmm. to undo any type of bad habits. Like building, right. Yeah, I'm rebuilding everything. Right. So it's, like, really mm-hmm. important for me because, like, either, you know, like, as a grown man, you see how other people are and what they do and, you know, in, in relationships with women and stuff like that. I just mm-hmm. don't need her to have issues, you know, like daddy issues or like abandonment issues or anything like that. I just want her to be okay, you know? And I well, you know what? Very, also, very, very I just hard to be in her life. I just right want to say, be, Trust me. be patient with yourself too. And be patient with her and know that these things do take time to build. So you want it to happen as naturally as possible. So just make sure you keep on doing the work, doing the work. It's 
always a work in progress and it's going to require a lot of work and you have to be dedicated to doing that and knowing that there's going to be sometimes you take two steps forward and you end up taking a step backward. Be patient with her. Be patient with yourself. Let her know if you've done something that you feel like was wrong. If she has any questions, answer whatever questions that it is that she might have. And I think also lots of hugs. Yeah, good I, advice I, from Angela, yeah, you, sir. Especially when it's time she's to a, go to bed. She'd be like, can I get she's a hug? I'd be like, it's time for you to go to bed. Like, I tell her to go to bed about 15 times a night. <laughs> right. But she always Lots of hugs, hug man. man. You know what I'm saying? And then, look, yeah. even after you give her a hug and put her in bed, come back and be like, all right, I want one, one more hug. And I think that's great. Yep, absolutely. Well, I was going to suggest to you, too, man, try therapy, my brother. Like, don't be afraid to do the work on yourself because when you start peeling back your own layers and dealing with your own emotions, it will help you a lot because you're correct. You know, men growing up, we aren't we aren't taught empathy. We aren't mm-hmm. taught. We, we're taught to not deal with our emotions. It's like they raised a generation full of sociopaths who have to learn how to feel again. So, you know, every everything that Angela Yee is saying this morning is right and envy, you know what I'm saying? Because in order to learn how to be vulnerable, you have to learn how to get in tune with your emotions. So therapy was great for me when it came to that. Yeah, that's that's one of our, you know, stipulations because I have her now is that we all have to go to therapy. So, I mean, that's oh, definitely, that's it does help to, to vent and stuff like that. You know, um, yeah, yeah, that was, that was basically it. But I do appreciate y'all guys, uh, you know, um, keep doing what y'all doing. Also, check me out on Instagram, that drummer Sky. All righty, bro. All right, Have well, a thanks good for one, calling, Sky. Good luck. All right, ask right. ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Marissa. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Marissa. What's, what's your question for Yee? All right, yeah. So I got a question. I was diagnosed as HIV positive back in 2016, um, and I have come to a point where I'm ready to join the dating world. However, I am finding it difficult to navigate when it comes to disclosing the information to potential partners. I live Mm -hmm. in Florida. We have what's called a disclosure law. So basically, I only have to tell somebody about my status if I'm going to be sexually active with them. But I'm also the right. type of person, I don't want to invest weeks into you, and then you just decide to peace out. Um, had the situation happen yesterday where a dude's been hitting me up like crazy, told him my situation, and he just straight dismissed me. So I'm just trying to see what guidance or advice you might be able to provide in navigating the dating world with my type of situation. Okay, well, a couple of things here. Um, and this is also more of a preference thing and I think in every situation it'll be different for you as you fill out the people who you're wanting to date and talk to. So some people would say before you even go on a first date and before you kiss somebody you should disclose that information but then there's also the risk of you know I don't know how uh, public you are that if you don't know them that well they might tell other people and not sure if that's something that would bother you. Then some people say after a few dates And definitely before you have sex, because as you said, that should always happen. That's when you feel more comfortable with somebody. And then you run the risk of them saying, well, you should have told me this earlier. And so Mm -hmm. it's really a preference thing. And it's really all up to how you're vibing with somebody and what that conversation is like. I don't think there's a one size fits all answer to that question. 
and I'll tell you this, it's also important to educate people because I know sometimes mm-hmm. people think, oh, if I'm dating somebody who's HIV positive and I'm not, then that means I'll get it. But it's not possible if you're taking your HIV drugs and your uh, virus is undetectable, then you have to let people know how they can protect themselves from making sure that they don't transmit it as well. So it's just a lot of education that people need to have also. Correct. Yep. I would agree. So uh, let me ask you this. Are you trying to date? Does it matter to you? Like, would you want to date somebody who's also HIV positive? Because I know they do have dating sites and all of that. They do. And I've talked to my best friend about it. Like, the thing is, and I'm public about my situation. I've done, like, national campaigns and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I've gotten to a point where I'm comfortable with my situation. Um, Being in Florida where I live, not many people are out about their status. So when I have, I'm not opposed to dating somebody who is positive. Um, but one, I find locally people aren't out about it, so it's not as easy mm-hmm. as one would think. And two, because a lot of people aren't out about it, people aren't going on those dating sites. So when I've attempted those sites, I'm finding people in like California or somewhere not even local to me. Right. Now, I feel you, though, nothing wrong with some long distance dating either. But, yeah. um, <laughs> You know, and I appreciate the fact that you are an activist and that you're, you discuss this and you don't have an issue with that. So I think that people are becoming a lot more educated. And it's, it's important, I think, if you're going to date somebody and you have these conversations with them, then when you let them know, also provide some information, you know, because they may not know that it's, if it's not detectable, then they can't transmit it. So it's just important to provide that information as well. Correct. But I find some people aren't even willing to get the education, and I think that's why I'm struggling with it, because it's an instant. Well, they hear it, or they see it, and then it's just like, peace out. Well, Marissa, you know, you don't want to date somebody that is that that's that way anyway. That so if it's not going to work, yeah, it's not going to work. So that's not the right person yeah. regardless. You'd rather be with somebody who is more open-minded and educated. Agreed, agreed. Thank you so much. All right, Marissa. Best right, of luck Marissa. to you, and... Listen, maybe you want to give out your page now on Instagram or whatever so people can look you up and, and holler. Yeah, for sure. Rizza, R-I-Z-Z-A-0807. Okay. All Let's right, see Mama. if you get a love connection. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Okay. All right. Thank you. You guys have a good one. You too now. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need any advice, you can call Yee. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee. Yes, and we are going to be talking about a, a rapper who was doing really well, but right now financially he's struggling, and we'll tell you who just donated and what he had to say. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Young Buck. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Man, times are rough right now. Young Buck, according to court papers, he owes $50,000 to the IRS and more than $100,000 in child support. He also says that he has no property. He has uh, no money in the bank, no cash on hand, and he owns just $100 in clothes and $100 in jewelry. Things are so bad he's been relying on his girlfriend for his basic day-to-day needs, including driving her car and using her household goods in the home that they share, according to court papers. Well, he also posted this video. The headlines about, you know, me only having $100 in my pocket and uh, jewelry only worth $100 and, uh, you know, only $100 worth of clothes. 
So I put my cash up up, y'all. One buck for buck, man. Let's get buck for buck. I almost got a million followers, so one buck for buck. Let's see what it do. Jesus Christ. I'll tell you one thing, man. Don't laugh at mm-hmm. young buck. Learn. I would love to hear uh, Buck tell his story on how he ended up in that bad financial situation so others can learn from it. And I got to salute Buck, too, because in this era where people get on social media and front like they got so much money, it takes a lot to get on social media and tell the truth. He could be easily, and he could easily be out there in the street doing things he's got no business doing to make money, but he's clearly trying to do the right thing, so. Hey, but let's, let's well, be honest, there's going to be more than Young Buck. There's going to be a lot of artists like that. A lot of artists uh, rely yeah. on show money, rely on going yeah. on tour, and tours and shows have been shut down for 15, 14, 15 weeks. So that's 14, 15 weeks really? of artists not being able to get money to possibly yeah. pay their rent, eat, car notes, and all that. So a lot of artists are going to be yeah, messed man. up. But Young Buck is just, he has the balls to stand up and say, hey, I need help. Well, right. according to reports, his main creditors are the mothers of his six kids, the Georgia Department That'll of Human it. Services, and the IRS. But they're also saying that this could be the other issue is he does owe a, an undisclosed amount of money to 50 Cent and G Unit. So he wants to also reject any of those contracts and not have to pay that money. I, so. would, I would much rather owe the IRS than 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm the game honest. did send Young Buck $1,000 on Cash App after that video. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Kim do. Kardashian has signed an exclusive podcast deal with Spotify. And she'll be doing this uh, with television producer Lori Rothschild Ansaldi, who will co-produce and co-host the show. And that'll be aiming to highlight the nonprofit legal organization seeking to overturn wrongful convictions. So that's for the Innocence Project. So that's what her podcast is going to be doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at that because she's bringing attention. She's using her celebrity to bring attention to something that uh, needed to be discussed and talked about. And people probably wouldn't tune into that podcast uh, so much if it wasn't mm-hmm. for Kim K's presence. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm with that. All right. Now, Gabrielle Union, she appeared on the Daily Social Distancing Show, and she talked about what happened with America's Got Talent and the lawsuit that she has against them, her discrimination suit. Here's what she said about her issues with Simon Cowell. Day one, you know, Simon Cowell is, is smoking cigarettes inside. So when your boss... The person who who has the ability to determine who gets opportunities and who doesn't, doesn't believe that the law applies to him or the rules apply to him. And he does it in full view of NBC and Fremantle and Psycho, and no one cares. What message do you think that sends to anyone that has an issue with the very real racism and the lack of accountability? So the problems were starting from day one, where the person that's in, you know, not being held accountable who is the person that's in charge of the show. Yeah, now, in addition a, that's to that... That's illegal, right? It's illegal smoking yeah, you can't inside smoke a inside. building? That would bother me. That's Anywhere in the U.S.? By the way. Yeah, that's actually illegal, but go ahead. Right, and then she also talked about the independent investigation that she thought would be independent that was launched to see how accountable they would be, and here's what she said about that. Silly me. I thought independent was, like, independent, but when NBC and, and Fremantle and Psycho pay for that investigation... They control it. They turn over what they believe to be inflammatory things or things that are not um, advantageous to me over to the head of NBC, Paul Telegi, who then uses those things that he thinks are are smoking guns to like shoot down my my claims. He then threatens my agent, Gabrielle. Better watch who she calls a racist in the middle of an investigation about racism and discrimination. This is what's happening from the top of the company. Yeah, I mean, that's a situation where I'm sure people are just af- afraid to tell Simon Cowell no. 
stop because he is the head honcho over there. Mm-hmm. But, now, NBC you know. is still denying these claims and saying that it's not true. They said the allegation that anyone involved in this process threatened Miss Union is categorically untrue. We took Miss Union's concerns seriously and engaged an outside investigator who found an overarching culture of diversity on the show. Mm. <laughs> okay. I don't know, guys. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in right now. And shout to Revolt. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we got a shout to Cario Horn for joining us. Cario Horn is a former Buffalo uh, police officer that was fired uh, for helping somebody that was detained. Now, an officer yeah. was... Uh, detaining somebody and had him in uh, a chokehold that she thought was unfit and pushed him off. And she was fired because of that. She lost her pension and more. So we just put her on the air today to tell her story and to help her out. She lost out about anywhere between 800000 to a million dollars of her pension. She was on a job for 19 years. How crazy yeah, is that? Yeah, she, um, she was simply fired for doing the right thing. You know, police officers' jobs that are protecting the serve. So when you see somebody getting choked out like that, if we have more officers... Eric Garner, would, if we had more officers like her, Eric Garner would probably be alive today. You know, uh, George Floyd would probably be alive today. So until she gets her pension, mm-hmm. I think that we can come together collectively and uh, support her. And I'm looking at, you know, the numbers going crazy on her GoFundMe right now. Like, y'all have really been showing up this morning and donating to her. She actually texted me and said they are very overwhelmed. So continue to do that, man. Go to, go to Cariel. Horn. That's great. .com, okay, C A. Yeah, make sure y'all don't go to the wrong GoFundMe. Yeah, because it's a couple. Yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. Go to go to C A R I L uh, slash Horn H O R N E. It's actually got like thirty thousand dollars in it, so that's when you know you're at the right one right now. It's okay. um, C A R I O L. Just Cario. Yep. Slash Horn H O R N E. All right. And listen, salute to everybody in Columbia, South Carolina, man. Everybody in the 803 that listens to us on Hot 103.9. Uh, I'm doing free COVID-19 drive-through testing there tomorrow and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., okay? So from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., you can come up, free drive-up testing, and we give you, like, an essential supply bag to help lessen the risk of exposure to COVID-19. So it got like, got, like, a face mask in there and hand sanitizer and educational materials and all of that good stuff. So tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., free COVID-19 drive-through testing at Benedict College's Charles W. Johnson Stadium in Columbia, South Carolina, at 803. Tell them Charlemagne the God sent you, okay? okay? All right. When we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, it's time to get up out of here. Charlemagne, you got a positive note for the people? Yes, I do. The positive note is simply simple, man, because y'all get so distracted so easily nowadays. The positive note is simply this. Starve your distractions. Feed your focus. Have a blessed day. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?